Welcome to episode one of the Order 66 podcast. Welcome, welcome, welcome Gamer Nation. This is Chris, GM Chris that is, and uh, my compadre, my compatriot, my cohort, my companion, uh, tech wizard and, and guru extraordinaire, Jedi in disguise, GM Dave. <laughs> I don't know if I'd go that far. Yeah, I'd go that far. You oh. have the force. No, no, no. This is, I'm, I'm here for production value only. <laughs> uh, I will firmly position you as the expert in this particular realm. Well, I'm not going to take that lightly or heavily for that matter. Uh, for those of you listening, uh, my name is GM Chris, and uh, I have been an avid gamer and uh, GM for many years of my very sad existence. And uh, despite his uh, opinions to the contrary, GM Dave is a rather passionate gamer, uh, although uh, certainly more of a tech expert uh, than myself. So I'm very glad to have him along to help run this Order 66, the possibly only podcast on planet Earth devoted to Star Wars and uh, science fiction role-play gaming. I would say so, as I've done <laughs> I would, my I would think so. Yeah, absolutely. There's, there's no one else out there talking about Star Wars Saga Edition, which is really what we're going to be focusing a great deal of our time on. That's right, Dave. And as most of our listeners are probably aware of, about six months ago, Witchers of the Coast, in conjunction with the Lucasfilm, released a brand new edition of the Star Wars role-playing codex, a Star Wars Saga edition, which is a D20-based system, uh, which, as many of our listeners are probably aware, is a, a basic D20 mechanic, but it has some drastic changes and alterations, and a lot of fans of the system are hailing it as one of the, the next great steps in role-playing games, which is a pretty exciting thing, and, and I'm glad to be talking about it. Absolutely, I am too. Hey, as we get started, let's uh, first go over the crew, some of the things you'll hear on the podcast, give you kind of a baseline as to how it's going to work. Don't you think? Um, Yeah, definitely. Yeah, here again, I'm GM Dave. This is GM Chris. Uh, We have, as a producer on the show, a gentleman... A production manager. Yeah, I I, I would think so. And I I don't want to make him mad because he'll tear my arms out out of my sockets, you know. But Rebaka, are you with us? What's up, Furball? Dude, man, we didn't, we didn't, we didn't need the whole bio right at the start. All right. Yeah. Hey, you watch your language, all right? Now there are young people listening to this show. It's a children. Golly, we're <sighs> sorry. We, we, I didn't get to the dumb button on that one. Sorry. What are you gonna do about it, though? Right? Yeah. Well, hey, you know, there's no six-second delay, and I would like to take the time to point out that this is a mature podcast. If there are children listening, uh, we do recommend some form of adult supervision, although we're going to try and keep things pretty tame. Uh, We do tend to get passionate about gaming, and we are going to have some guests on the show that may get passionate as well. That's right. As we go. Absolutely. We do have a field reporter. Uh, Oh, I forgot. Don't forget about this guy. Well, he's never at his post. (laughs) He's never quite there when we call, but eventually... I think he will be. TK421, I think I have him dialed up here. Okay, TK421. 
Son of a gun. You're right. TK421, are you with us? No. All right. I guess we're just going to have to move on. Doggone it. I think so. God, he's never there. Oh, wait, boys, I'm here. I'm here. Oh. Hey, it's me. It's me. Oh, man. <laughs> I had a busted transmitter, and it, it happens all the time, really. Well, so, hey, how are you hard knockers up to? My gosh. We were about to give up on you, TK. Oh, well, I'm sorry, man. You know how it is. I'm, I'm, I'm just, I'm running around. I got sand in my shoes, man. I'm here on Tatooine. Tatooine. Uh, well, how is it out on Tatooine this time of day? How the hell you think it is? It's hot, son. It's damn hot. Woo! I ain't experienced nothing like this for. <laughs> tell you what. Woo. We're looking for some droids. Not sure why, but we're looking for them. <laughs> As we mentioned, TK is going to be our field reporter out and about as his role as a stormtrooper will allow us to get him into some uh, areas that we normally wouldn't be able to report from. And so, TK, you're going to do a pretty good job of doing that for us, I think. All right, man, you know I'm going to try. And let me tell you something. You can pay me in fives and ones. Imperial credit or no, I don't care. All right, man, we'll make that happen for you. All right, TK, thanks. Um, And uh, try and... Stay at your post, huh? Yeah. <laughs> it's hard, man. There's some sick sea sand people running around here. They're going to get the better of me. I'll see it. Well, we certainly hope not. Well, I tell you what, he's going to be a handful. Yeah, and then some. I'm worried, actually. Very worried. Kind of, I think I kind of got a bad feeling about this. Uh-huh. Me as well. A uh, little note about the podcast. This is, again, episode one. The Order 66 podcast, part of D20 Radio. Uh, D20 Radio, how would you envision this, Chris? We, we've kind of kicked this off as uh, a launching well, point for not only our yeah. own podcast, but others. Yeah, and, and basically, Dave and I are, are, are gamers. We're, we're consummate gamers. I, I've gamed for many years of my life, and Star Wars is not really the only thing I've devoted myself to. And, and you and I, I know, have envisioned you know, making podcasts for gaming, and there are many fine gaming podcasts out there. And we wanted to create a launching point for multiple podcasts in the future. But for the time being, D20 Radio is going to be the home of our, our premier podcast, our launch podcast, uh, Order 66, which will be for the most part, exclusively devoted to uh, Star Wars role-playing. But I would like to encourage our listeners to go to um, d20radio.com for a couple reasons. First of all, as uh, podcasts get loaded up, you can, of course, download them for free, listen to them at your leisure. And as we develop new podcasts, as time goes by, you're going to be able to access those as well. But we have a new feature, Dave, I'm so excited about on the website. Um, I'm, I'm, I'm incredibly excited about it, as a matter of fact. And that is a forum. We have our own forum at D20 Radio yes. uh, right now. What, what, what can you tell us about that? D20radio.com slash forums. And that's, that's really all you that's need. Easy. I mean, d20radio.com gets you into um, our main site, which obviously has a link to the forum. It has a link to the show notes and our podcast as well. And then as we add uh, additional uh, topics of interest, they will also show up in a tabular format. And then you can navigate around, get to the forums. Now, the great thing about the forum is we have... That is our source of feedback from you, the listener. Post what you want to see. Mm-hmm. Post if you think we suck, tell us that. If you think we're doing a good job, tell us that. And that's the best way to get to us quickly. Obviously, we have email as well. You can contact us at gmchris at d20radio.com or gmdave at d20radio.com. Absolutely. You can email us directly or you can just post requests on the forum 
as it is. And uh, we, you know, we're, we're anxious to talk about what you guys want to talk about. If there's an aspect of the game or the system you want to explore in depth or, or some questions about things, some theories, I mean, we can, we just love to go into it. So please post your thoughts, post your ideas. If there's something you want to say on the show, you want to get out there, put it there. You know, if it's not terribly vulgar and, and, and worthwhile, we'll, we'll get it out to people. That's right. And then as we're going uh, along the way, hopefully we're going to grow this podcast to the point where we're going to initiate a virtual phone number. And uh, some of our friends over at The Instance, which is a World of Warcraft podcast that we listen to quite a bit, take a lot of their listener calls during their podcast. And that's something that I would really like to incorporate. Don't you agree? Absolutely. I hope we can get there. And uh, with our listeners' help and support, we can probably make that happen. Hopefully. Maybe. Perhaps. Yes, I really hope so. Speaking of phone calls, TK421, one of the first things he did when we were planning this show many weeks ago is he installed a device that allows us to listen in on Imperial phone calls. No. Ah. Let me tell you, he uh, he sent me God. he sent me the link to some of these as he gets that them. That Billy's got some sticky fingers, man. Hey, you know what? I don't even want to know what he's involved in. But uh, one of the first things that I want to try and do is let, let's try and dial up and see what's going on in the galaxy far, far away and uh, on the Imperial side of the coin. Let's check it out. No, no, wait. You say the Imperial side. Well, who, who exactly are we listening to here? Well, who, whose phone did he tap? I've got a surprise for you, buddy. Uh, uh, hello, uh, Aldron, Dragon, Chinese. Yes, I'd like to place an order for a delivery. Uh, your, your name? Darth Vader. Okay, Mr. Vader. Uh, your phone number? You don't need my phone number. I don't need your phone number. Okay, uh, where deliver to? The Death Star. Data. The Death Star. Okay, Data. Uh, what's your order? I need six orders of Kung Pao chicken. Does does that does that come with rice? Uh, of course, it comes with rice. Okay, I, I want I I want rice. Uh, two orders of scallion pancakes. Um, uh, an order of beef and broccoli, and uh, what 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 is it? What is it? Uh, also in order of, uh, pot stickers. Okay. You want steam or fried rice? Uh, steamed rice. Steamed rice, okay. Okay, deliver to Teta. Uh, 45 minutes. You will have it here in 10 minutes. Uh, no, 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 45 minutes. You will have it here in 10 minutes. Uh, you not hear me, sir? Uh, Mr., uh, uh. No, four, four to five minutes. Do you know who I am? Uh, yeah, you Dark Vodal. Darth Vader. Uh, yes, yes, sir. Forty-five minutes. You will have it here in ten minutes. <laughs> okay, okay, ten minutes, ten minutes. Ten minutes. All too easy. <laughs> I gotta tell you, <laughs> um, TK, so we're gonna have. We're, <laughs> I'm sorry, we're, we're stepping all over that. each other. That was just so freaking hilarious. TK is gonna be awesome for us. That's that's awesome. I think I think we're gonna have to make that a regular segment. I I think so. What what do you uh, what what do you propose we call this? Um, phone calls from the dark side. 
Most definitely. Oh, that's amazing. Yep. See, that's why we have him along, guys, out there in podcast land. This guy is he's, amazing. He's a hillbilly stormtrooper, but I tell you, he's got some of the, the sneakiest hands in the Empire. It's, it's quite amazing. Honestly, it really is. You wonder, he might be just a descendant from the Huts. <laughs> perhaps. Perhaps. You never know. Uh, that, I don't want to contemplate such a union. That's you. Ew. Ew. <laughs> Dude, I'm gonna be lying in bed tonight, staring at the ceiling, just into one of those just full body shivers. Oh, you know, I had to Thank open you. that door. Sorry. Hey, what do you say? Well, let's uh, let's move on and and talk about the topic <laughs> of this week's uh, discussion. Which you know, as episode one, we're gonna look at a high level overview of the Star Wars Saga edition. This is going to be a, a pretty basic discussion. I don't know how many of our listeners have actually played the new Saga system yet, um, or SWSE, as we'll sometimes refer to it as, Star Wars Saga Edition. But there's a lot of key component and, and rule changes just in terms of, of basic class functionality and the way the system runs that are a real benchmark, uh, a movement away from a lot of previous D20 systems. Now, Dave, I know that you've played, you know, uh, I know you got your first foray into, into RPGs with what, Dungeons & Dragons? Oh, yeah, absolutely, D&D. But you were one of the people, you know, you weren't one of these grognards who, you know, played, you know, the red box back in the day. You actually got your start with, like, 3rd edition and, and like, 3.5. Yeah. I only, mean, only a few years ago. Right, and I, at the risk of dating myself, I was already in high school by the time the very first D&D came out. But um, I didn't really get into it as much until... I want to say, Chris, that it was three. It was already three point five before I got into it. Yeah, I think so. Um, I, I think so. And, but I think that that actually helps us out a great deal because you know gamers like myself that can remember playing you know second edition AD and D and and stuff like that. When you compare something of of that caliber or games like GURPS or, or Mutants and Masterminds or other pen and paper games to this system, the departure is so stark that. It's it's pretty amazing, right? But when you compare something like you know Dungeons and Dragons 3.5 or or, or even 3.0, um, or the revised core rulebook for for the Star Wars edition, the last Star Wars role playing game that came out that was also a D20, the changes are are interesting, but they're still manageable enough to be looked at on a cohesive level, on a a manageable level, and, and analyzed in a way that makes sense. Oh, and yeah. that's kind of where we're, we're going to start. Mm-hmm. So a lot of the comparisons we're going to be talking about are going to be to the, the prior edition. Now, one of the biggest departures that most people, and, and uh, I'm interested to hear really what you have to think about this, Dave, because uh, you commented on this. I remember the first game you and I ever ran together uh, with this new system was the fact that as, uh, as very similar to D20 Modern, Every class now has the ability to uh, really customize through the use of talents, that every class has a talent tree. What were your thoughts on that? Because I know the first character you ever rolled was a Jedi, and I mean, they have quite a few to choose from. I mean, did you like the versatility, or did you prefer the, the more stoicism of the, the previous classes? No, the versatility to me is what makes this system stand out, because... My Jedi is not going to be like anyone else's Jedi, even though we're going to go up similar talent trees or right. choose from similar force powers. I, you know, my first Jedi, I rolled a, a Wookiee Jedi, and I love Wookiees. <laughs> oh, I love the Wookiees. Kachuk was a melee enthusiast, I guess you could say, and and a melee god. Yeah, he was. You know, I mean, with the with doubling of his strength on the on the two handed weapon, I mean. I just loved the Wookiee in melee. And they made they made a lot of changes that uh, that, that do favor melee fighters, especially especially uh, two handed melee fighters, as you mentioned. 
unlike prior incarnations of both Star Wars and and D and D, whereas uh, a wielder holding a, a two-handed weapon would get one and a half times their strength bonus to damage, in Saga Edition, uh, a person wielding a two-handed weapon that's not a light weapon, obviously, uh, gets double their strength bonus. Which for a character like a Wookiee with such a massive bonus to strength, that's a, I mean that that's a that's a really good amount of damage. Right now, considering the fact that. Another big departure is that um, I remember in, one of the things I really hated about the prior edition of Star Wars, it just didn't make sense to me at all, was, and I, I don't know if you recall this, uh, that if you played a Jedi and you had a lightsaber, you started off with you know nominal damage, and as you leveled up as a Jedi, your lightsaber just magically did more damage. I hated that. I hated that, and it never made sense to me. And the reason they did it was to keep it on par with, with, with ranged weapons. I mean, if you've got a lightsaber that's doing, you know, 2 die 8 you know, and there's a heavy blaster pistol doing three die eight of damage. I mean, you know, I mean that's a that's a major out out power out damage right there. Well, how do you keep up with that? I mean, I think perhaps the the strength bonus was a way to to counter that to an extent. What do you think? Well, yeah, I agree. I just flat out agree with you. There's there's, there's really nothing else to say in that in that realm because no, never mind. You now, said you said you, it all. Well, you said it when all. When you when you played the character, I mean, did you find that it made it easier in terms of in terms of coming up with because I mean th- that's kind of the thing too because I mean you were taking out you know at first level game you were taking out stormtroopers in one blow. I mean just pow dead. I mean does that does that have that suspension of disbelief still hold? Is that realistic to you or well, I, yeah? I think it is absolutely realistic when it comes to a Jedi Wookie. <laughs> there's, you know, there in in my mind, I still have some misgivings with my intimidate being part of my charisma, but you know, we'll get to that on a different level well, entirely. Yeah, yeah, and it, it's it's uh, that's that's kind of another thing. Now, one of the other huge departures for the system, aside from the uh, the, the talent trees involved, uh, was the skill system and the fact that intimidation, persuasion. Uh, is 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 all included in the skill part? Intimidation, diplomacy, uh, these these social skills that we where we're used to being broken up are all part of one skill now called persuasion, which is not even a class skill for a Jedi, uh, which is which is kind of odd. But uh, you know, it, it, that's been a general sentiment I think across you know a lot of role playing uh, games. The fact that you know, you have, you know, intimidation, you know, such a, such a key feature for an angry character based off charisma, which is something a Wookiee gets such a horrible, you know, penalty to. Right. So, you know, there's that. Now, I do, I do understand, and actually, I want to check my player's handbook here just to make absolutely sure. If I'm correct, Wookiees are allowed to re-roll persuasion checks for the purposes of intimidation. They are, I, and they re-roll, they have to take They have to take roll. it, even if it's... Right. Yeah, take it even if it's worse. That, even yeah, it's that, and, and, and that makes sense. Now, that, that's something else too that we see a lot of uh, change in, in regards with the races. A lot of, you know, obviously, more. I would say in Star Wars, more than most other uh, D twenty systems, you have a plethora of races to choose from. You know, you're not looking at seven core races. You're looking at twenty. Right. You know, and uh, the Saga Edition book doesn't have nearly that many to start with. Not as much as the old edition did, but they have supplements that allow it. And so, I mean, you're looking at so many. You would have races that would give you a bonus to, you know, various skills, everything from climb, jump, swim, you know, perception, everything. This edition seems to have completely done away with that. Instead, they're allowing races that have propensities for certain things, like like a Wookiee's ability to to intimidate. Um, they're allowing them to re-roll skills. 
So, for instance, if you are a Sulliston and you're a natural climber, instead of getting a, a plus five racial bonus to your climb check, you would be able to re-roll a climb check uh, anytime you do it. But you would have to take the result of the re-roll. Right, and so, I still you know, have a fundamental. I still have a fundamental misgiving with that system because if if like a Wookiee, my strength is to walk up and intimidate the hell out of someone. Yeah. You know, it, it shouldn't necessarily be dependent on my role. I should have some kind of a racial ability modifier for specifically for that. But so I, even even if you even if you roll crap both times, you're going to be better than anybody else. Right. But I can at, at the same time I can see that persuasion is not necessarily limited to intimidation. This is true. I mean, and that's another thing, too. There were, in, back in terms of the skill discussion, there were some combinations of various old-school skills. They pared down the skill list to about 13, 14 skills, uh, as opposed to, you know, uh, gosh, a lot. I mean, the prior edition of Star Wars, I mean, if you were a Jedi, you had a skill check for every single Force power, and that's not the case anymore. Right. There's uh, there's just the, the one skill check to use the Force skill check. And I, and, I mean, they've like they've that. done a lot, of com- a lot of combinations that a lot of, a lot of gamers have actually already incorporated into their home games. I know I have in the past. I mean, things like combining, uh, you know, hide and move silently into stealth, you know, and uh, <clears throat> combining listen and spot and search into perception, you know, things of that nature. So you're seeing a lot of a lot of combination there. And I find that it facilitates, at least for the player, a good amount of ease of play. But at the same time, I just ran a game uh, last weekend and it came up where there's an instance where you know perhaps somebody could hear something but they couldn't see something that uh, you know it, it would it would make a difference or perhaps effects in game like maybe loud machinery that would seriously hamper you know someone's listen check if we had such a thing as opposed to a spot check is it fair to combine those in such a way i mean is is the ease of use on the gamer and on the gm worth the that that suspension of disbelief well, that, that you know that realism here is my opinion on the matter is that, yes, it's worth, it, it is, it, in, a, in a word. From an ease of use perspective, yes, I like it very much. The, the issues you're bringing up are one-offs, too, you know, that don't happen all that often. Now, granted, right. I'm, I'm talking out of both sides of my mouth here because the issue that I have a problem with is derived <laughs> specifically from them combining skills. That's correct, in, into persuasion. And, and that's probably been one of the biggest, uh, you know, hullabaloos and, and, and naysays that I've gotten as a GM so far and as a player. Um, it came up, I, I was fortunate enough uh, just recently to play in the first um, RPGA module uh, for Star Wars Saga, the Dawn of Defiance. And, and the, the that exact issue came up. And we had a player get very angry, I mean, to the point of, of really being upset. You know, and the, and the GM handled it well, but it was one of those things that you're left wondering, hmm. So, yeah, I, I see your point. Right. I and do. Where do we go, though? I mean, do we go back to what would have been the previous Star Wars? I mean, that's ostensibly, you're getting to the root, one of the root changes that were made to Star Wars Saga Edition with combining of the skills. Yeah, and I mean, and it's it's more than that. The the skill overhaul was was pretty severe. Not only did they combine things, but there's no skill points anymore. Right. I mean, it used to be you know you, when you leveled up your character, that took you an hour, man. Especially if you were high level. I mean, you're having to allocate your skill points and get them out. And now there are no more skill points. Yeah, the game we ran last skill. week. I mean, think about the game we ran last week. We leveled yeah. up our character, and the new guy who'd never played SWSE ever leveled his character. What in twelve minutes? Yeah, if that. 
yeah. if that. And that was that was that was pretty amazing actually. We were just okay, wow, that's it. That's it. And there were there were there were two guys in that group, not including him, that had that, you know, are 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 gaming, you know, veterans but had not played, you know, SWSE before. So they have now and, and they were just amazed. It was like, oh wow. Um, that's it. And there was almost a, almost a small sadness of loss from a couple of them because they just get into this groove when the, when the session's done of, of pouring over the books for two hours and leveling your character. And it was just, it wasn't there. And I think it's a good thing, but it, it was, it was just very, very funny to see most, (laughs) most definitely. Hey, and you know what? And I, I'm going to digress for just a second, but I wanted to interject that if any of our listeners would like to share some of their adventures uh, be it SWSE or D&D at this point, you know, we'll talk about them. We absolutely will talk about what you've seen, what kind of uh, intervention the DM had to do because of rules, interpretations, and the, and the way they've changed. I absolutely want to make that part of the podcast and, and uh, to see a real-world example. Absolutely. Anything we discuss here, you have examples of or stories you want to share, man, put them on the forums. Email us, please. We can uh, easily get them on the show. We'd we'd love to have that. Absolutely. Yep. Absolutely. Okay, and I think in the interest of time, let's let's kind of cut it there. And yeah. there's so much yeah, that we there, can talk about. Yeah, there, yeah, you're, you're right. There's there's so much to talk about. It's it's. I mean, it, it's a whole new system. You, we can't cover every change in a single show, and and we shouldn't. You know, we we want to have you know material for future episodes. Yeah. So what we've talked about so far, let, listening, you know, listening audience, chew on that, chew on that, and and get your opinions out on the forums. Email us. We'd really like to know what you think. Absolutely. And I think next week. We are going to begin our, I wouldn't call Cla- it... A, was our class discussion? Yeah, we're not going to call it a deep dive, but we're going to begin our swim through SWSE with a class, with class discussions. And next week we're going to talk about, of course, Jedi. Everybody wants to play a Jedi first time out. <laughs> yes, and uh, we're going to do a basic overview of the class with some of the changes and some of the issues people have had playing uh, so far and some ways to perhaps better make a Jedi if you decide to make one, as well as a brief discussion of how the Force works in this new and expanded system. Absolutely. So we'll put a call out right now to anyone who's leveled up a Jedi. It doesn't have to be 10. doesn't even have to be 6. I mean, let tell us. <laughs> tell us how you've started. Tell us your methodology for creating your character. What force powers did you use? Where did you uh, apply your skill focus? You know, just let us know. We can incorporate that. We'll definitely mention you on the show. Definitely, please. Okay, we've got um, one other little tidbit that we have been working on in preparation for the podcast. And... uh, some now this wasn't this wasn't TK was it? I mean this was an old buddy you had, right? This was yeah, this was this actually came about through uh a friend of mine named Nate who uh, had a contact uh at the time I just knew him as Cody, but uh as we figured out this is actually Commander Cody. The guy really? who found the lightsaber, the guy, you know, Obi-Wan's best friend until he turned on him. Wow. Yeah. And so what we've done is we've we've struck an accord with Commander Cody that he will be sending us postcards, and we will kick off the first installment of postcards from Commander Cody right now. From across the galaxy, it's time for postcards from Commander Cody. Okay, what have we got for our initial offering? 
Oh, well, um, let's see. Well, this is kind of big. God, look at that picture. Nice. What is well, that? Uh... It's, uh, it says, uh, with love from Alderaan. Alderaan. There you see, I've Have never been. been. Nope, that's why I didn't really? recognize it. Did not. I honeymoon there. It was incredible. Really? No, no not really. <laughs> okay. Let's see. I'm going to try and make out his writing here. Um, <clears throat> let's see. Uh, dear Chris and Dave. That's, that's us. Hey, look at that. Hey, that's us. Uh, that's us. Uh, <clears throat> I am on Alderaan. He misspelled Alderaan. Uh, I am on Alderaan uh, with the rest of the clone troopers. Today has been a good day. For lunch, we had peas and carrots in the mess hall. Oh, well, they, they feed them well. they're feeding them, yeah. Yeah, that's, that's very good. That's good. But I became sad because the other clones are making fun of me because I have a name. <laughs> oh, my gosh. I'm sorry. I shouldn't laugh. Don't laugh. Don't laugh at Cody. It, 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 Cody, listen. It's okay that you have a name. Other clones don't. It. It, it is what separates you. That's right. But it, he goes on here. He says, um, uh, uh, General Kenobi saw me being sad and promised to take me out tonight for ice cream. Oh. So that's nice. I didn't have the heart to tell him I don't like ice cream. <laughs> oh. Well, well, Cody, you know, keep it up. Do your best. You know, I mean, just, just, just keep your chin up there, kid. Okay. I mean, it's, it's important. Was that it? Um, and he's, well, yeah, he, he signs it. He says, you know, um, to my friends, uh, GM Chris and GM Dave. And then he's got three X's and three O's that look suspiciously similar to each other. Oh my. Yeah. All right. My opinion of the clone troopers are lessened a little bit by that, but. Let's give him the benefit God, of the yeah. doubt, huh? Let's give him the benefit of the doubt and see what he comes up with next week, huh? Well, I'm anxious to see the next one. I mean, this is definitely going to go up on the bulletin board. Yeah. Most yeah. definitely. Yeah, we'll have Very to pretty. Thank it. you, Cody. Yes, Thank you. thanks, Cody. Please keep him coming. We appreciate it. Much appreciated. Yep. All right, let's step quickly into the D20 docking bay. We want to keep these shows, by the way, to about 30 to 35 minutes. So in the interest of time... Uh, the D20 docking bay is where Chris and I envision us talking about game mechanics. And here again, these are things that we can talk all day about. But let's talk very quickly about uh, attacks of opportunity with ranged weapons. Absolutely. Uh, this is, you know, as you said, this segment is going to be focused on a specific rule. It's very specific in scope, but it's endlessly debatable. And one of the huge changes that people have been really steaming and ooing and eyeing over um, is the fact that uh, attacks of opportunity can now be made with ranged weapons. Uh, in specific, not all ranged weapons, uh, basically uh, your, your pistol carbine weapons, things without a stock, things that you can reasonably you know, swing around, um, you can actually make an attack of opportunity with now. Now, it is important to note that firing a ranged weapon no longer provokes an attack of opportunity under any circumstances. Otherwise, you'd have two guys with pistols standing in squares next to each other, just shooting each other continuously for shooting each other continuously. Right. Um, which doesn't make a whole lot of sense. But aiming but, does. Um, 
Yeah, <laughs> no kidding. But I mean, traditionally, you know, attacks of opportunity have always been melee weapon items. But uh, and I know you and I talked about this before that this game is definitely geared towards ranged combat, which which makes sense when you have a world that you know is populated where every every Yahoo has a blaster pistol. But uh, do you do you think this is a, a good change, Dave, or a bad change? I mean, considering that not a lot of people use melee weapons in this game. Yeah, and I, I here again. I am a little bit more skewed toward melees because I love the Wookiee, but talking about ranged weapons and attacks of opportunity, on a fundamental level, I don't like it. I can't give you a good reason why, because I haven't really explored the mechanics of the game. But I don't, you know, I'm, I'm six of one, half of the other. You mentioned with the Scoundrel, for example. You know, Han Solo sitting in the Mos Eisley Cantina. Attack of opportunity with a blaster? Absolutely. But yeah. until they changed, yes. until they changed the movie, you know. Uh, <laughs> well, we, we shall not discuss it. Ah, um, yeah, that's a, that's a sticky <laughs> point not, for us. I'm not going there. I'm, I'm not, not going there. I'm Listen, not. you you, you express a valid concern. This has been like the near jerk reaction. I mean, forums I've checked on and, and you know that I've been slumming and lurking around on constantly. Other gamers I've talked to, people just seem to have this sort of just feeling when it comes to this particular mechanic. Now, in designer notes and developer notes and, and you know, GMs I've talked to that really like the rule, they say, you know, listen, it, in a game where everyone has a blaster, unless you're a Jedi, in a game where everyone has a blaster, it allows for more versatility. Um, it allows, you know, otherwise the, the ability to make an attack of opportunity would, you know, be the cause for a lot of people just to be using melee weapons. And I can see that point of view as well. Yeah, I can. So... You know, and the, the fact that you can't, you know, make an attack of opportunity with an e-web, you know, just sitting there, you know, having eight guys holding it up, barely getting it in the square, you know, or a, a heavy repeating blaster rifle. I mean, yeah, I, I can see that, you know, I mean, I can see that it has to be something small, you know, being able to be held in one hand. That makes sense, too. But uh, this is a very interesting rule, and we'd very much like to hear y'all's thoughts on it as well. So uh, please get to those forums. And next week, we will try to tackle some of your objections or um, some of your other thoughts in support of the attack of opportunity with ranged weapons. And we'll uh, put that in, the, in next week's installment of the D20 Docking Bay. We do not have a topic for next week yet, but uh, no, we no. will, as we get the show notes together for next week, we will uh, we'll take a look at uh, which rule we want to explore. Delve into, absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. I think that uh, for the most part, that's going to do it. Yeah, I think so. Um, not, 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 not. You know, for for forever, but just you know, this this week. That's right, and we do intend to make this a weekly cast. There are others out there that say they're going to be weekly, and they come out every ten days or eleven days. I'm not going to say that's not going to happen because we have lives, we have <laughs> jobs, we have important. We are gamers things. who have lives. Yes, that's right. But we are going to try and record this on the most benign night, which is Sunday night for us so that I can have all this edited, put together, and posted by at the latest Mondays. And I'm not don't hold me to every week, but we are definitely going to try and make that commitment out there. So that being said, as, as a, and as a, he's, he's right. And as a fellow that has absolutely no ability to, uh, to control this or post it whatsoever, I would encourage you all to get on the forums and whine and, and bitch and moan at GM Dave for not getting it out on time. I would appreciate that. <laughs> That's right, especially that, if we've recorded fantastic. it already. Um, so <laughs> contact us, gmdave at d20radio.com, gmchris at d20radio.com. We've got the forums, uh, d20 
radio.com is the website. You can download other episodes of the podcast. We are listed exactly nowhere right now. The first cast will go up on Podcast Pickle, Zune, and iTunes as soon as I get it cut and edited. And those will be, I think, our three spots, don't you think? Maybe podcast.net. Yeah, maybe, maybe, but I, yeah, but I think I think those are pretty three three really good high traffic spots. Yep, and I think I think we'll go forward from there. So you know, you guys just email us, get on the forums. We definitely would love to see if we're having any kind of following and what you think of the program. Please, please do, and uh, hope you all enjoyed the episode. Absolutely, Chris. Until next week, my friend. Until next week, man. Keep those dice rolling, huh? Keep those dice rolling. After all, D20 (laughs) Radio is where the gamers roll. (laughs) Peace out. Later. D20 Radio, where gamers roll www.d20radio.com. This podcast and related websites are not endorsed by Lucasfilm Limited, 20th Century Fox, or Wizards of the Coast, and are intended for entertainment and informational purposes only. The official Star Wars site can be found at starwars.com. The official Wizards of the Coast site can be found at wizards.com. Star Wars, the Star Wars logo, D20 logo, D20 system references, all named pictures of Star Wars characters, vehicles, and any other Star Wars related items are registered trademarks and or copyrights of Lucasfilm Limited, Wizards of the Coast, or their respective trademark and copyright holders. All original content of this podcast and its related websites, including graphical, textual, audio, and visual information, is the intellectual property of the Order 66 podcast. Thank you.